1: Hide your kids. kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right, right where it, it hurts. hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. New research says the Vikings landed in North America exactly 1,000 years ago. Suck on that, Christopher Columbus. Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, the real conquistadors. This is your co host, Joel, 20% Scandinavian Cheeseman. This is Chad, Trick or Treat So Wash. On this week's show, Cornerstone On Demand needs a little privacy. Better Up gets one hell of a deal and buy or sell. Oh, and more pink, pink, fluffy, pink unicorns fluffy unicorns, unicorns everywhere. everywhere. See you in Valhalla. Skull, let's do okay. this. Episode 700 and something. Seven, like 760 or something like that. Yeah. I think we'll find a groove someday soon. I'm hoping. Yeah. How did we make it this far?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> Don't ask.
2: Don't ask. let be the shout outs. And my first one goes to WeWork. Yes, the uh, the much much maligned company finally went public today under the ticker symbol WE. Creative, right? <laughs> uh, the stock jumped today as we were recording this as high as 12%. That being midday on Thursday, Chad. Uh, this this is a business I think whose time has come, and the pandemic has supercharged flexible workplaces.
1: We work. It's all about timing, right? And, and that being said, timing. It's Halloween, so if you have a Netflix subscription in here, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. I have a recommendation for our listeners. Uh, the, the movies that made us—they they go beyond Halloween, but they dropped three. Of the newer episodes that mm-hmm. were around the movie, the making of the movie and the background of Halloween, which is my favorite, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. and Nightmare on Elm Street. So treat yourself, go to Netflix, look for the movies that made us, watch those three. And I love it because it's always like a throwback feeling for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the new Halloween?
1: I have not
2: where they dig up they dig up Jamie Lee Curtis and like the entire fir- the the entire cast of the first movie. Did it even come out back. yet?
1: Yeah, I mean when does it drop? I can't remember when it drops, but she Jamie Le- Lee Curtis is a badass number 1. Uh, and if anybody's going to uh, kill Michael Myers, it's going to be Jamie Lee.
2: One of my fondest memories as a youth was Jamie Lee Curtis's boobies on Trading Places where she plays (laughs) where she plays a prostitute Uh, and doing a 180 from boobies on screen. uh, Shout out to Pillar. who sent us some dope-ass swag uh, this week. We're talking mouse pads. We're talking king-size Yeti, uh, which I know you have a shout-out here. Uh, This might segue into that. (laughs) A T-shirt and some sort of a weird backpack thingy. I'm not quite sure what what that last (laughs) thing was. But, yeah, thanks to Pillar.
1: Love it. No question, but I want to see you wearing that backpack thingy. Uh, yes, I'm gonna go ahead and transition into another Yeti type of uh, shout out. Shout out to Panda Logic. Apparently Julie, my wife and and co-host of Crazy and the King, she won a drawing and uh, it was a Yeti cooler on wheels. And four Yeti tumblers delivered to our front door. Damn, that's a price worth winning. Uh, thanks, Jen, Jason, Terry, and the Pandalogic gang. Also, an even bigger shout out for Pandalogic. Jen Rivali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I believe CMO. I mean, she's like the head cheese over there on the marketing side. She just had a new baby girl, her name is Samantha why are you playing sexy music when we're talking about babies? How do you get
2: babies, Chad? I don't know. Yeah. You
1: are one creepy fuck. (laughs) So anyway, we have a, we have a new listener and that is worth shouting out. So thanks, Jen. Now we just need to find a
2: sponsor for the Chad and cheese onesies that we can now send out, (laughs) send out to people. Well, we love Pando. But you know who we love more, Chad? Facebook. That's oh, right. That's right. Love to hate. Face, Facebook is in the news this week. Uh, they're apparently changing their name, changing the facade. So uh-huh. uh, Facebook will obviously still be there, but they'll have more of an umbrella company, similar to how Alphabet. Google Google created Alphabet. Yep. Although, although Facebook might be more akin to Philip Morris changing their name to Altria <laughs> uh, because we all knew social media is the new smoking and interestingly metaverse is sort of the theme of the new name so i'm excited i know you are chad about the new name
1: of facebook allegedly coming out next week i literally don't care uh (laughs) what i do care about is a big shout out to companies using old school recruiting tactics you're gonna love this coca-cola bought a billboard outside of a uh, smith and wesson plant that touts that uh, jobs are $24 an hour with benefits. And and the reason why they're targeting Smith & Wesson is because Smith & Wesson is moving 550 jobs from Springfield to Tennessee. Another company, even more, I don't know, they don't want to say more more guerrilla tactic-y. That's a word, uh, tactic-y. They parked a moving billboard outside the plant, which says, not ready to pull the trigger on Tennessee, stay here and work with us. I love uh, seeing this kind of stuff happen.
2: That is nice. Uh, speaking of gorillas, Chad, I didn't put this down as a shout out, but uh, I took the big kids who are on fall break this week to Cincinnati to see the uh, the zoo at one of our destinations. And uh, you might remember Harambe from a few years ago. Arambe, the, kid, yeah. the kid who fell into the gorilla enclosure.
1: Uh-huh. How old are the kids? I mean, are they three and four now? You're taking them to the fucking zoo?
2: No, they're uh, you haven't, yeah, you haven't, you haven't visited in a while, Chad. They're 15 (laughs) and 12 now. So
1: yeah, yeah, no, that was my point. You're taking them to the zoo. That's that's awesome. Hey, the zoo's great. The zoo's great,
2: and (laughs) I took them to the Cincinnati Reds Museum. I don't know which is worse for a 15 and 13.
1: Ooh, that sounds like a hell of a day trip that they won't remember. Good for them. Yeah, well, they got some Skyline Chili, so made it all made it all
2: better. We have talked way too much about Cincinnati. What's your next shout out?
1: Events, baby. Join Chad and cheese for Thanksgiving in Belgium. That's right. We're going to be in Belgium during Thanksgiving, November 25th. That is pretty sexy. If you are in Europe, in and around that area, hey, go to erecruitment.congress.com and register. If you're here in the U.S. and you want to get a different taste than turkey, maybe beer, Go ahead and check it out too. E recruitment congress.com. Check out the speakers, register, get yourself a plane ticket, and come have Thanksgiving with us.
2: Yeah. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. If you know, you know. Well, Chad, we both love a good side hustle. Oh, yeah. But side hustles may have officially jumped the shark this week. <laughs> uh, so posted onto Instagram, uh, a young, industrious, enterprising young lad has offered people the chance to kick his ass for money. So his ad reads, and I quote, kick my ass to impress your girlfriend. Are you tired of your girlfriend thinking you're a pussy? For just a small fee, (laughs) you can prove her wrong and show her how much of a badass you truly are. Just set up a time and a place for me to come harass your girl and then bam, you come and rock my shit. He's got different pricing tiers, Chad. His weekday fee is $50. He pumps it up on the weekends. He's obviously a busy guy. That goes to $60 if you want to impress your girlfriend and kick this dude's ass. I think side hustles have officially jumped the shark, but shout outs to this enterprising young man.
1: Yeah, no, that kid just doesn't understand what a sustainable business model looks like. That's the problem. That's going to be
2: hard to scale, isn't it? (laughs) not hard to scale is free shit from chad yes. and cheese uh, chad if you haven't signed up for free shit we're giving away t-shirts we're giving away whiskey and we're giving away beer shirts by emissary beer from adzuna and whiskey from sovereign just head out to Chadcheese.com slash free it's free to sign up free everywhere Chadcheese.com slash free get your shit but you got to sign up to do that Fantasy football, Chad. Oh, good God. Sponsored by Poach.ai. Oh, oh, <laughs> the 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 leaderboard is just chaos. Uh, it is chaos. And here, here's our rundown from one to, to ten. The wonderful Miss Q, Quincy, takes the number one spot, which, uh, you know, she talks shit, so good for her. Uh, Bill Football Fanning drops to number two after losing to your boy who falls to number or climbs to number 3, excuse me, that that'd be me. Uh followed up by Benjamin Buttons Kuntz, don't call him Kunts. Next up is Christy Fly Me to the Moon, Jason and the Argonauts Putnam, and then you follow him after that Chad. Next yeah. up, Pete Meravich Suchi comes out of the cellar, good for him. <laughs> you you follow him and then next is Michael J Cox and bringing up the rear, he was there in week 1 and he's back everybody. Chris, let's go Knicks. Russell <laughs> is back in the cellar. Let's hope that he can play like Rat and come out of the cellar, a la nineteen eighty four.
1: Not going to be a good week, that's for sure. This is this is what they call the buy apocalypse. Just so many sh- a shit ton of teams, good teams, yeah, are on buy. So yeah, yeah it's is going to be a bad week.
2: And you and I take on each other this week, so that'll be that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, go fucking figure, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
2: Well, make sure if you haven't listened to our podcast from the week, uh, we did our Euro show, which I think we all agreed was the best Euro show to date. I was So awesome. make sure you go check that one out. And then I sat down with an old coworker uh, from Cleveland to talk about some of uh, the marketing efforts around recruiting.
1: It was sexing up the trades, baby. She was helping companies sex, <laughs> sex up trade positions. And that's what you get in Cleveland. I mean, there is a very, you know, yeah. obviously hefty professional uh, vibe around Cleveland, but you can't get away from the laborers, which is awesome because you know, we need that it's it's nice to actually make shit in the US and they do that in Cleveland.
2: They proudly wear that blue collar in Sea Town Baby. Well Amen. proudly uh wearing some some birthday outfits uh this week <laughs> Dr. John
1: Sullivan, not who I want to see in a birthday yeah, suit. Yeah,
2: I know that's that's not good for anybody. Uh, I, maybe an improvement over that is Jeremy Roberts <coughs> celebrating a birthday uh, this this week, and Peter Gold, <coughs> who literally has dubbed himself Mister ATS. <laughs> I don't know if that's to pick up chicks or just a, a real a real badge of honor, but Peter, Mister ATS Gold, Dr. John Sullivan. And Jeremy Roberts celebrating a birthday this week.
1: It's like saying, you know, I'm Mister Horse and Buggy. I mean, ATS is like the <laughs> relic, the relic of our entire industry. And you want to name yourself? The- Come on, Peter, Mister Betamax, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mister VHS Gold. All right, shit. That's that's enough. All right. Cornerstone on demand. Ooh, talk about our the Santa Monica-based learning and re- and talent management software company needs a little privacy, Chad. Shareholders recently approved a $5.2 billion deal to take the company private. In an all-cash transaction, Clear Lake Capital Group takes ownership of the company through a combination of equity and debt, buying the outstanding shares at $57.50 per share. Adam Miller Founder and co-chairman at Cornerstone says the move is is designed to give the company more flexibility to pursue avenues of growth that might be unpalatable. Interesting (laughs) choice of words to shareholders that expect growth on a quarterly basis. Yes. God forbid shareholders expect growth. Uh, Companies in our space have a disastrous history of going private and totally crapping the bed, Chad. Will this deal be different?
1: Not sure that it will be Uh, clear. First and foremost, Clear Lake has a shit ton of cash. My God. Uh, but this does free Cornerstone up to do what they really need to do. And this is one of the things that, you know, stockholders, uh, would not have wanted them to do is implode and rebuild different aspects of their system because that takes money, right? And spending money eats into margins and stockholders like the EBITDA. So. Cornerstone really has to do something to be able to flex uh, because what they were doing in trying to ensure that margins and EBITDA is – really, that's their focus. They couldn't focus on what they needed to, especially in this market, which is growth, which is building something – again, getting away from relic ancient fucking tech – Rebuilding, maybe even acquiring things to come back to, you know, a, a tech that that not everybody sees as horse and buggy tech these days. So I think this is good for them. Okay. Whether they will shit the bed or not, I think this gives them the freedom to make the moves that they need to. Hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's smart.
2: Yeah, uh, going private rarely goes well. Uh, CareerBuilder has been a nonstop source of content for us uh, since going private. Uh, Yeti may be the only really shining star of companies going private uh, and being successful. So the stock price was at $65 a share before the pandemic. Uh, It dropped to about $20. Uh, and has climbed back since, uh, like I mentioned, the news uh, selling for 57.5. Selling may be a timing thing, uh, looking at the, the previous peak. Um, a little bit about Cornerstone. They provide end to end recruitment services. They have deals with Indeed, Career Builder, Bounty Jobs, among others. They have about 6,000 clients and 75 million users. That seems like a lot in 180 countries. So Clear Lake has their work cut out for them, but I think. They got a pretty decent asset in Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clear Lake has zero properties in employment. So that that makes me a little bit skittish on totally rubber stamping this as a, as a good thing. I'd say time will tell. Uh, there's no track record of these guys chopping up companies and, and selling them. But there's really no history of getting into this business as you and I both know. It tends to be tougher than... You expect. So we'll be watching this to see what the hell Clear Lake does with Cornerstone
1: on demand. I have no clue where they're going to go, but they could go in any fucking direction. I just think uh, for them, this is probably their best move.
2: Yeah. Pursue avenues of growth that might be unpalatable to shareholders. Let's see what kind of unpalatable moves they make in the coming months. So that
1: means spending money, kids.
2: Yeah, let's make some acquisitions cornerstone. That's what that's what we want to talk about. So and we love also talking Being about
0: the unicorns,
2: on unicorns baby. That's right. We got a fucking gotta,
1: song. It's playing all the time because we have so much goddamn money that's coming into this industry. It's fucking crazy.
2: Yeah this this thing just auto repeats itself in, in my <laughs> head mostly. Uh all right, BetterUp announced a $300 million Series E round of venture capital at a new $4.7 billion valuation for its mental health and coaching app. This brings its total raise to $569.8 million. BetterUp becomes a uni- became a unicorn in Q1 of 21 after its $125 million Series D round at a $1.73 billion valuation. They have grown their customer base by 80%, recorded a net revenue retention rate of over 170%, and reached $100 million in annual recurring revenue, that's known as ARR, Chad, as of July of this year. Hello. BetterUp also reports to have grown its coaching network to over 3,000 coaches, expanded the number of behavioral scientists by 50%, doubled corporate employee headcount to over 500, and today <laughs> serves more than 300 and 80 enterprise
1: businesses. Take a breath. Brad, are you ready to ride this unicorn? Dude, this is the silver bullet. Companies have finally, employers have finally started to understand that they have to pay attention to the human condition. Remote work and being locked inside takes a toll on employees. Being a parent takes a toll on employees, especially when they had to do it for like 18 months, right? Oh.
3: Oh, hey. Now,
1: inequity in the workplace takes a toll. You know, my fear is that companies are just looking for a silver silver bullet to solve these hard problems. Now, that's great for BetterUp. And I see blue skies for BetterUp. But this may not be addressing the real issue that employees have. I think there's no question. BetterUp is going to be that silver bullet whether we like it or not and whether it works or not. This is going to continue to get cash.
2: Perhaps cornerstone on demand is just making room for a new IPO from better up, which is bound to happen, uh, in the next 12 months. Yeah. It's rad, baby. It's rad. My favorite acronym. Uh, the pandemic has supercharged this industry, coaching mental well better up is riding that wave perfectly. Stop me. If you've heard this one before the question going forward for me is, uh, can the quality of coaching scale on a global parameter as the number of coaches increases all working across multiple customers? Uh, Mm -hmm. When you deal with people, that shit's hard to scale, right? And you have different cultures and different things that come into everything. Uh, So do enterprises lean more on sort of in-house or localized um, help? And I think a lot of them will eventually ask the question of, uh, of that, and interestingly, our friends in Philly—we love Philly—so uh, they had a little a little Zoom call last week uh, with our friend Isabel Kent, and they had a, a startup. Is <laughs> <It was, laughs> startup is called On the Goga, yeah, On the Goga. What? Uh, but their their business is localized mental well-being and like actually it. you know talking philly to philly mm-hmm. philly folks which you know they like to hear Jean and in their language and so do companies eventually look for more localized you know cultural culturally uh in sync businesses and this becomes more of a cottage thing than one big monolithic business like better up i'm sure there'll be space for both and maybe the smaller businesses go for the localized stuff and the the big enterprises uh, go with better up but Clearly, mental health, coaching, all that stuff is is going to be around for a long time. It's not going to go go away with the pandemic. So better up IPO up, baby, because uh, these guys are <laughs> on a fast track to doing that, as well as
0: yes. unicorns, deal.
2: So deal. That's D.E.E.L. Uh, San Francisco based company provides payroll, compliance tools, and other services to help businesses hire remotely, has raised $425 million in a Series D funding round that gives it a valuation of $5.5 billion. Damn! This, this follows almost exactly six months after raising $156 million at a $1.25 billion valuation. The company told TechCrunch, It has seen its global customer base jump from 1,800 to over 4,500 and employee headcount grow from 115 to 400 since April of this year. It was only in September of 2020 that Deal raised $30 million in a Series B. Deal claims to allow businesses to hire in less than five minutes, Mm -hmm. and it gives companies the ability to pay teams in more than 120 currencies with just a click. So, rocket ship alert, Chad. Not sure if Captain Kirk is on board, but
1: are you ready <laughs> to blast off? This is definitely a peanuts rocket, let me tell you. So welcome to the remote worker wave. Uh, yeah, Deal hit unicorn status, what, six months ago? And, and and much like Personio, which we talked about on Wednesday's European podcast, if you haven't heard it, listen, it's awesome. Deal didn't need the cash. They're, they're like another hot girl at the bar who doesn't have to buy their own drinks. Everybody's looking at those guys. Nine Xed its number of customers in 13 months. This is fucking cre- crazy. So this is a hot segment. We've talked about remote.com and it's pulled in close to 200 million. Boundless, which is still in baby startup stage. I think that most HCM companies that are out there, uh, or maybe even just you know core talent platforms that are out there right now should be looking at this because you want to be able to have this as a part of your tech stack uh, because it is going to be obviously hot. Remote is hot, but the hard part about it, go figure, is all these goddamn regulations and on these goddamn countries or mm-hmm. these goddamn states, right? Yep. These guys have figured it out. Yep. And that's the biggest key right now is to be able to integrate into the remote work segment. If you can't do that, it's going to be hard for you in many industries unless you're in manufacturing actually. Yeah. So Chad,
2: Chad, you and I have a bet. Uh I think that was made in January about who would get more money, uh yeah. HCM versus talent acquisition. Yeah. My my side of the bet's not looking great uh at the <laughs> moment, but um it there's still a few more months to go uh in the year. So Totally rad, dude. Stop me if you've heard this this one before. Uh, I echo everything that you said. The pandemic has changed shit probably forever. Companies that support this new reality of remote work are going to blow up. Uh, deal is another beneficiary of good timing and a pretty cool product, frankly. Um, expect an IPO as well at some point, and we'll really see what all these companies are made of. But uh, this trend is not going away, and no. more money's getting pumped into these businesses. It's fun to talk about.
1: It really is. It, we, we always ask ourselves, you know, did they take too much money? You can't think realistically that they're going to be their own platform. I think right now they're perfect and prime for an HCM who has a shit ton of cash to be able to pull them in and add new brand new to their stack.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I know that uh, it's not a lack of money that kills companies. It's too much money that kills companies. So the yep. only thing more fun than talking about these guys getting tons of cash, we'll be talking about them burning out and dying. But in, in the meantime, let's take a quick break and talk about buy or sell, which I don't think we've played in a few weeks. Excited about that.
4: Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, It's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information
1: on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's PandoLogic.com. So Chad, before we get to
2: buy or sell, we got another, another investment, uh, another exciting company, mm-hmm. uh, Wonolo. I, I think I'm pronouncing yep. that correctly. Whoa, no, low. Yes. Uh, Blue collar gig platform, Wanolo announced a $138 million funding round, bringing total funding to more than $200 million. More than 1 million workers, uh, known as (laughs) Wanolers, have used the mobile platform to connect with jobs since the company was founded in 2014. Wanolo's clients include firms such as Uniqlo, Aramark, Peloton, and Driveline Retail.
1: Are you uh, pretty excited about blue-collar gig platforms, Chad? (laughs) Welcome to the labor shortage wave, baby. So remember, market timing is probably the most important anchor or booster to any organization, especially startups. So Winolo has been around since 2014 and labors have always been in high demand, just not this high of demand. So Winolo, kind of like the Uber of temp and part-time workers, I think they're hitting this obviously at the right time. They were seeing growth before. I think the hardest part to their business model is they're in 27 cities now, right? What do they do with this money? You know, and they have a million individuals in their, in their system, a million users in their system. They have to look at mega growth now, into different cities, and obviously growing that base of a million at least five x. So this is
2: one of the more interesting trends of the past few years, in my opinion. Uh, so Winolo on this, but they have competitors like Snapchat, uh, Snapshift, uh, actually here local. Uh, we talked about Paired, which is sort of strategic to the uh, the, re- the restaurant industry, Instawork was just uh, funded uh, to the tune of $60 million recently. Um, And this this is somewhere between, I guess, full-time employment and driving an Uber. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense for both employers and workers People in the pandemic have set, you know, sort of step back and think, what do do I want in my life? And and more people are saying flexibility, more control. And these, these platforms allow workers to do that. And I think it allows employers to do that as well. I think if I were running a facility like a restaurant and we were short staffed or I didn't have enough people, it'd be really nice to just go to this platform. And put out this opportunity. It's market driven. I pay sort of based on demand and how busy my my restaurant is. In this case, it's just one of those things that just makes sense. It's just a question of do they hit uh, do they hit critical mass? Do they get to a point where both restaurants or, or businesses and uh workers sort of all get on this plane and figure out this is a way that the jobs are are attained as opposed to heading out to craigslist so to me i think this makes too much sense not to be the new norm at some point for a lot of workers and a lot of companies who need flexibility in in their in their shifts and getting people uh, on board so winolo good for you guys uh, i think this is a trend that's only going to get hotter Uh, It's interesting you mentioned timing, uh, and we talked about Snag a Job, I think, last week. And Snag was early with uh, one of their platforms that they tried to sort of uh, launch and get out there. Uh, Timing for them was probably bad, and these other guys sort of have stuck with it and are are reaping the benefits. So there is something to be said for patience and uh, diligence.
1: Yeah discipline as
2: well indeed and speaking of all of those things let's play some buy or sell chad shall we yes all right you know how we play guys we're going to talk about three companies we'll give you a little bit on each one and then chad or i will either buy or sell that company so first up is continuum new york city based hiring marketplace continuum has raised 2.9 million in seed funding Officially launched just this month, Chad, the company has been quietly developing a tool that matches venture-backed companies with executives who have been there, done that, but don't want to be tied down again to a full-time position. Continuum's model does the outbound work for companies and presents a list of executives within 48 hours of people who are available to start work that day, working 15 to 20 hours per week. Executives create a profile and set their availability and rate uh, and can accept or reject an opportunity. Continuum charges a 15% fee on top of that. Chad, buy or sell Continuum. So this
1: is a version of what the ladders should have become. Uh, Well, that's if the ladders actually had leadership that was worth a shit. These guys, I believe are starting to baby step into the executive recruiting space, right? And, and you can do that in a model like this and then start to grow. I like this. I like the idea. Uh, I do know that m- there are many individuals that are in executive positions who uh, do nothing but take interim executive positions, or they just work as advisors. This would be a great network to be able to start the growth of a community and that could grow into something much larger again, which a ladders should have become years ago. So for me, th- this is a buy. All right. Well, speaking of ladders, Chad, let's, let's check
2: in on their R and D department real quick. Shall we? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this this like it always is. All right. Well, hello, boomer. I love this idea. Uh, so I have a fraternity brother, who, frankly, got rich placing this kind of contract executive at car companies after the 2008 crash? So I know this this idea can work. Um, aging execs want to stay busy, and there are more aging execs uh, now uh, than there ever have been, and there will be more in the future. Uh, it's a pretty big generation, uh, but they don't want the headaches of the full time job, the whole gig thing. They want to like have flexibility, you know, live in Portugal for a while or whatever. Uh, and this platform, I think, allows them to do that. Uh, and for startups, being able to access some gray hair uh, at an affordable rate and without uh, a big commitment, I think um, this thing is is definitely uh, they, they're going to have to screw this up pretty badly to make it not work. And I think it's probably going to be a pretty interesting acquisition target uh, for some company, not named the Ladders, uh, to to add to their to their. Uh, to their portfolio. Uh, you could certainly see LinkedIn uh, doing something like this at some point, but that may be five years down the road and, and continuum will have gotten too big uh, for them at that point. So for me, continuum is a buy. Well, let's go to interviewing.io, uh, San Fran based interviewing.io, a solution that came out of beta just in June has raised 10 million in series a with total funding at around $13 million. With interviewing.io, software engineers can book mock interviews with a roster of hiring managers from companies like Facebook, Apple, and Google. Top, perf- top performers, regardless of their background, get fast-tracked for interviews at member tech companies. The twist, those interviews are anonymous. Only once candidates pass the technical interview does the company get access to information about the candidate. The company says this approach saves companies two hundred and twenty hours of recruiter and hiring manager time per hire. Chad, are you ready to take this interview?
1: So I looked into the actual background of the individuals who are the founders and they do have industry background that 's a check mark that 's awesome and they 've got really deep uh, industry background so that's that 's awesome. Uh, next question is will it help companies hire faster there's no question yes. Where they fail is the scalability because there are actual human beings that are going through hours of interviews to be able to uh, ensure that these individuals that uh, they're pushing forward to hire, they're ready, right? They're they're ready and they're pushing out the right people. So I think the model is really incredibly cool, but until they automate, I'm going to (laughs) sell. Chad is going
2: to sell interviewing.io. Well- if we had a hold rating, that might be what I'd opt for. But since this is buy or sell, uh, I'll, I'll nibble on this company a bit. I like the anonymity. I like the tech recruiting angle. I like the pre-interviewing. Uh, however, like you, uh, what I'm skeptical of is just how much competition there is in this space. Uh, we talk a lot about HackerRank and the others. Uh, I'm a little concerned about scaling since they're using actual engineers from brand name companies, where do these guys and gals find the time? Um, I also feel like only the most desperate engineers are going to sign up and go through this mock interview anonymous uh, process. So for me, it's a buy, but it's a real tentative buy. And next up, Chad, we love us. We love us from Australia. And we love it when companies come to america so let's talk about rejig sydney-based rejig that's r-e-e-j-i-g that'll that'll be fun for salespeople Mm -hmm. has raised 4.5 million u.s dollars in a series a to expand its workforce intelligence services beyond australia and new zealand founded in 2019 rejig helps companies and businesses hire retain and reskill workers The AI-based talent acquisition software integrated with an organizational HR system considers, quote, everyone from current employees, grads and interns to public profiles and past applicants, end quote, for job openings. Notably, the latest funding will allow the business to expand to new markets, including the U.S. Last year, Rejig raised $1.6 million in U.S. dollars, that seed funding. So, Chad, are you ready
1: for a little down under to make its way to America. to America. Their eyes are bigger than their stomach. Unfortunately, building a core talent mm. platform from the ground up in three years is a, a, an amazing accomplishment. But as uh, Daniel Masada said on Wednesday's European show, They need to buckle up before trying to invade the U.S. You can't just jump into the U.S. because it's a single language country with tons of cash. The U.S. also has the fiercest competition in the world. So I really like what Rejig is doing, but $6 million will not get them very far at all, especially against brands. That uh, they intend on competing against. Right. So I believe this overall is a great idea, but it's going to be a strategic fail because their eyes are bigger than their stomach.
2: Hmm. That's a sell from Chad and God damn it. I hate it when we agree. All right. Worker (laughs) retention, worker (laughs) retention is hot. Uh, we recently chatted with WorkDrive, that's work with a Q, uh, who provides worker retention solutions. No spoiler alerts in that in that statement. And there's a ton of competition. Uh, Gloat has raised $102 million, Ant Hill around $4 million, Fuel 50, $36 million. So I like the space. Question is, do I think this company can be Crocodile Dundee and conquer America? Well, to that I say, hold the bloomin' onion and put down the fosters. Conquering America is no cakewalk, like Chad said, and these cats are bringing a boomerang to a gunfight. Stay where you are, mates. Rejig, for me, is a cell.
3: Oh, hell no. That's not a knife.
2: <laughs> That's a knife. All right, let's take a quick break, and, Jesus, and what a great segue. Go from boomerangs to robot gun-toting dogs. Stay put.
4: and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
2: All right, Chad, it was just a matter of time. Yes. Everyone loves everyone loves dogs, right? Uh yeah. So so robot dogs. So robot dogs are all the rage. They're small, nimble, and able to conquer environments that wield machines. Just can't handle. So, of course, it was only a matter of time until someone put a gun on one. The Verge reports U.S. base. Of course, it's U.S. based. Ghost Robotics has developed a robot dog and put a custom gun by small arms specialist Sword International on it. Jesus. Ghost Robotics and Sword International. Uh-huh. What yeah. could go wrong? Yeah dubbed the Spur, or Special Purpose Unmanned Rifle. It's not clear whether or not Sword International or Ghost Robotics are currently selling this combination of gun and robot, but if they're not, it seems they will be soon. As the marketing copy on Sword's website boasts, quote, the sword defense system Spur is the future of unmanned weapon systems, and that future is now in, quote, Boston Dynamics, who we've talked about quite quite a bit, uh, best known for manuf- manufacturing, a four-legged robot called Spot has a strict policy against weaponizing its machines. Other manufacturers obviously aren't so picky. Chad, you served. What do you think about arming man's best friend?
1: As you had said, it was only a matter of time. And it'll all be framed as, quote unquote, this will lessen the need to send Americans onto the battlefield. And, and I get that, but it also means since there is less of a human toll that's, that will be paid, it'll be much easier to start and wage wars. They'll just say, send in the fucking dog. So this robo dog only currently has small arms capabilities. You wait till they start arming it with fucking rockets. This to me is going way beyond where we should as humankind in allowing something like this to happen.
2: Yeah, and the dogs will eventually become elephants with guns <laughs> and and eagles and shit. There, I'm going to keep this quick. There's a line in Terminator 2. We talked about 80s movies earlier. Yeah. Uh, and I assume most of our listeners have seen T2. But John Connor uh, says to Arnold Schwarzenegger, quote, we're not going to make it, are we? Humans, I mean, end quote. And Arnold Schwarzenegger says, quote, it's in your nature to destroy yourselves, end quote. I'm hopeful that I won't see the end of days in my lifetime. Uh, That's about the best I can say for this story. Who's ready for a beer after that one? Yep. I know I sure as hell am. Go watch Black Mirror, kids. Black Mirror. And Murders in the Building is a good one, too. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody, have a good weekend. Good week. We love you. Chad and Cheese. we
3: We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called?